Hi everyone, this is Anita from the Homeschool Project Podcast, and welcome to 5 Minutes or Less, where we are building a community through some fun questions that help us get to know each other a little better and trying to keep it within 5 minutes. If you want to participate, just send us an email or message us on Instagram. Hope you enjoy! Hi, my name is Emily, and this is 5 Minutes or Less with the Homeschool Project Podcast. I have been homeschooling for, okay, my oldest is four and a half, so I usually say I haven't technically started homeschooling yet, but I've taught him a lot in the four and a half years he's been alive. So I have been homeschooling for four and a half years. I have two children who are four and a half and two, and I live in, currently in Christchurch, New Zealand. So read the script as it is written and then answer the questions. So the first question is, If I were dropped off in the Alaskan forest for one year, what three books would I bring with me and why? Well, this question would be a lot easier if I could choose three books a month for the year. But, okay, so my criteria was it had to be something that would hold my interest and it had to be a big, long book that covered a good, like maybe a broad sort of topic. So my first choice is A New Path. Um, to transcend the great forgetting through incorporating ancestral practices into contemporary living by Arthur Haynes. And this book is um, a very good book on rewilding, which simply put, and I'm paraphrasing from Peter Michael Bauer here, rewilding is about undoing domestication and returning to a more natural state because ultimately the way we live is simply not sustainable. And sustainable isn't even good enough. The planet needs us to live in a way that promotes a thriving ecosystem. Every civilization that has ever existed has eventually collapsed, and we are far more destructive than any past civilization. But I better stop myself there before I go off on a tangent. Basically, this book goes deeper and more thorough and broader than anything else I've come across. And while I may not completely agree 100% with everything Arthur has written, There's more than enough in there to hold my attention for a year in the Alaskan wilderness. See, I've only read half of it so far, but you can see how much I highlighted in that first half. Okay, so that's book one. Book two is, I needed to choose a book that had to do with hunter-gatherer childhoods. And so I chose this one, which is Never in Anger by Jean Briggs. I'll read the back here. Anthropologist Jean Briggs spent 17 months living on a remote Arctic shore as the adopted daughter of an Eskimo family. I don't know if it's, an, it's appropriate to say Eskimo anymore. Um, through vignettes of daily life, she unfolds a warm and perceptive tale of the behavioral patterns of the Utku, their way of training children and their handling of deviations from desired behavior. So that's, that's something that's really up my alley. So that's book two. Um, book three is... Parenting for a Peaceful World by Robin Grill. So what a lot of people don't realize is that the way society is currently raising and interacting with our children is directly causing all the issues in the world today. Climate change, deforestation, patriarchy, prejudice, politics, war, our mental and physical health, the list goes on. But all of these issues literally stem from our societal obsession to disregard the fundamental needs of our children. So this book has a lot of great insight into that. So I'm looking forward to getting through it. This good, thick book, My Year in the Alaskan Forest. Okay, so the second question is, 
if I had all the necessities, what three personal items would I bring? So I would love to choose three more books. Okay, well, actually, so my first choice would be a photo book since I'd be away from my, I assume I'd be away from my family for a year. See, we make these photo books every year. So we've got this one from 2016, this one from 2017. I haven't actually made 2018 or 2019 yet. They, I have all the files all together on my laptop ready to go. I just have to pretty much just see, load it. But um, so I would choose my photo book from 2018 because um, then my daughter gets to make an appearance and that was our last year our last full year living in Portugal and we also spent six months home in New Zealand then so all our friends and family will make an appearance of some sort. Um, so my second option would be some sort of drawing or writing pad pen with a, that came with a pen or a pencil um, so then I could draw and write, make lists and notes, maybe do some etchings as well and my third choice would be, I mean I've got three Non-fiction books. I've really got to have a fiction book. So I chose one that would interest me and one, probably one of my thickest books that I've got. And this one is about two Frenchmen, two immigrants to New France in North America. And then it tells the story of their descendants over the next 300 years. So their travels across North America to Europe, China and New Zealand under stunningly brutal conditions. The revenge of rivals, accidents, pestilence, Indian attacks, and cultural annihilation. Over and over again, they seize what they can of a presumed infinite resource, leaving the modern day characters face to face with possible ecological collapse. I think there's actually a TV series or a movie about this now. So, okay, question number three. So if I could only watch one movie for the rest of my life, what would it be? So there's a movie that came out when I was eight years old and it's the only movie that I have watched over and over again without getting bored of it. And I wish I had something that better to say, but this would be my, this is my, the first choice that jumps into my head and it is the movie Titanic. Um, if I had a, yeah, close second would probably be Inglorious Bastards, but I'm gonna stick with Titanic. Question number four, if you had no restrictions, what form of schooling would you follow? road schooling, boat schooling, world schooling, or any other and why? Okay, so we live, lived in a van for two years, not with our kids, but we've got a lot of experience traveling on the road. So while that's appealing, probably go for something that I haven't done. And like world schooling, same sort of thing, we've done a lot of traveling. So what I will choose is boat schooling. We've always dreamt of like getting a catamaran and sailing around the world. So that would be my choice. If you had a free plane ticket to anywhere in the world, well, where would you go? So I, I probably would have said South America because apart from Antarctica, it's the only continent I haven't traveled to. But I'm actually feeling like saying Portugal so we can go back and visit all our friends. Um, so number six, what is the best thing about homeschooling? So besides allowing a child to learn at their own pace and follow their own passions and not be indoctrinated into any sort of system. Um, I would say that it is about allowing, and it's about not having to wake up early to get to school in time. Like it is not uncommon for us to be sleeping until 9.30, 10 in the summer months when the days are longer. And in winter, 
I mean, in winter it would be more doable. We'd wake up between six and seven. But, I mean, to me, sleep is very, I mean, it's not just to me. For everyone, sleep is as important as nutrition and physical activity, if not more. And so I'm very glad that with homeschooling, we don't have to sacrifice that aspect of their health. So the what is the toughest thing about homeschooling? Question number seven, that would be, I mean, there's only one thing that jumps into my head and that is not getting enough time for myself. But that is less to do with homeschooling and more about one of the consequences of domestication in our society. Uh, so question number eight, what's one interesting fact about myself? Okay, so I have been in five car accidents and I like to clarify that I was the victim in all of them. I didn't cause any of those. So I'm trying to do this quickly. And number nine, what is a piece of wisdom that I can share with all others within this community? So my piece of wisdom is to respect the natural wisdom of the young. Indulge all the babies, play with all the children, listen to all the teenagers, treat them all as equal human beings and all be well with the world. So number 10, say your goodbyes. Goodbye. Um, if you're interested, my podcast, Untaming, Rewild the Child, is available wherever you listen to podcasts. It is an anthropological, biological, cross-cultural, evolutionary, and physiological approach to childhood from preconception to adulthood. Basically, it's about prioritizing the biological, evolutionary, and physiological needs of children over current social, social trends. So you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram is your best bet. Um, just search for Untaming Podcast. Goodbye. I hope that was under five minutes.